Hello there, my name is Thomas and welcome to this special edition of British Culture, Albion Never Dies, kind of a celebratory edition. It's a Back in Britain episode and as you can see from the title, I have a job. And I have a job here in the UK, which means that I'll be staying for a while, <laughs> one hopes, if all goes well, uh, to do the job and spend a bit of time in the UK, which you know, the last seven years have been spent away from the UK. I did go to university and worked in the UK for a bit before that. And I spent actually seven years abroad uh, before. So, yeah, 14 years away from the UK as an adult. So I'm looking forward to it. It's with uh, academic publishers. So they publish academic books, academic journals. And, um, well, I'm starting tomorrow. Or alternatively, because I'm recording on the Monday, I'm starting today, if you're listening on Tuesday. Um, so I'm really, really looking forward to it. It's a company that I actually know a couple of their writers. And yeah, and I even know somebody who once worked in the company. So, uh, so I'm very, very pleased. And uh, I've told a few people who I know around here, and they all seem to know it. Um, it's called Emerald, and I'm really looking forward to working with them. Um, so that's, the, my, that's my biggest piece of news. I guess the uh, the next thing, I'll just run through some of my, my travels. So because I knew I had that job and they were saying, okay, start in a week or two, I had this, this fun week of being in the UK, not worrying about applying for jobs and just able to, well, travel about, you know, not on a high budget, but just take a bus, take a train, see see what I can see. And obviously the best thing that I saw was Pete Brooker, <laughs> the co-author of From Tailors With Love, who runs the podcast From Tailors With Love and the YouTube channel and so on, and the blog, um... So yeah, I'd been talking back and forth with him on the internets for about two years. And I heard on his podcast that he was going to come up uh, to Sheffield. So I thought maybe I'd go maybe I'd go down to Sheffield. I think you can hear my friend's cat. <laughs> so uh, I'm just staying with my friend here in the UK um, until I find my own place. Now I have a job. Anyway, I saw Pete Brooker. Um, and actually, he talked about our trip on... Um, on his podcast from Taylors with Love, and I got him to sign the book from Taylors with Love, which I previously met up with uh, with Matt Spacer, <laughs> the other co-author, when I was in the United States. So Matt Spacer is, of course, American, and uh, I met him uh, on a brief trip, one of his brief trips to San Diego, where I was. And then, as I say, got to meet Pete Brooker. So I'm wondering how many people have actually met them both in person, got them to sign in person. Is it true that more people have been on the moon than got a double-signed copy of From Tailors With Love by Pete Brooker and Matt Spacer? Um, of course, I'm using that analogy because more men have been to the moon than have played James Bond, <laughs> in the moves at least. And I got to meet his mother, which was lovely, very talented artist and, and lovely, lovely person. Um, so yeah, that was, that was one highlight, but it's already been talked about on another podcast. Um, and he even told one of the stories from my, my early, early time with my wife. <laughs> I like the way he told it. Yeah, hello. Okay, the next little trip I did, uh, I went to Pontefract, and Pontefract is famous for its Pontefract cakes. Uh, Pontefract cakes are licorice. Basically, Pontefract is thought to be the first place where people came up with the idea of having licorice as a sweet, not as some kind of medicine. It's very different from, say, Dutch licorice or, or Chinese kind of licorice concoctions. Uh, it originates in the Middle East, this plant, and then it found uh, good soil, good sandy soil in Spain, flourished there, and so we imported it from Spain. So it's known in uh, Pontefract as the stick of 
Spanish. And uh, the classic Pontefract cake is kind of a, a black coin with a stamp of Pontefract Castle on it. It was the, the castle that could never be taken. It has a really, really interesting history, um, even going back before the Normans, but the castle that was there before was destroyed, rebuilt, uh, and plays a really important part in English history. I went along on a fairly quiet day, it was after the Easter break, um, pretty cold, pretty cold, um, so there weren't many tourists, and so the staff, kind of the volunteers there, were coming up to me and nattering and sharing all kinds of interesting history. Basically one of them saying, if it's a big event in English history, it probably has a connection to Pontefract, which I found to be pretty true. In fact, I did a YouTube video on Pontefract Castle about six months ago, and it's on my it's on my YouTube, which is www.youtube.com forward slash British Culture. I did a whole YouTube video on this because I just found it really, really interesting. Um, and then I've just uploaded one on the weekend, a new one, which is eating Pontefract cakes in Pontefract Castle. I, I just wanted to know, does it taste better if you have them there? Obviously, the answer is yes. <laughs> there were other delights in uh, Pontefract apart from the castle. There's a really interesting old church. Again, I put up a, a YouTube short, a video less than uh, 60 seconds, um, just to show because it was uh, a medieval church which had uh, been destroyed, I think, in the Civil War, 1645, and then it had been rebuilt in the Victorian era and then kind of re-rebuilt in the 60s. So it had these three very different eras of history, um, very present when you walk around it. Um, so I really liked that. There's also the old market and so on, a massive Haribo shop if you do like sweets, and uh, some really great antique shops. In fact, I was able to get uh, an original 1970s double-rested blazer there. I mean, <laughs> I don't have enough suit jackets, so I clearly needed this. Um, <laughs> it's a nice, comfortable fit, and uh, like I say, it's an original. Nice. You can tell by the fabric. It's a, it's a really good, kind of heavy fabric, which at the moment... I say, my seven years abroad was in really, really hot places, and now I'm in the UK, which has been... <laughs> it feels like a roulette wheel. Goodness knows what weather we're having this morning, this afternoon. That's the thing. People often say, oh, in England it's always raining. It's not. It's, it's a roulette wheel. You don't know what the weather's going to be like in five minutes. That's right. <laughs> it's, it could be anything, so I found it incredibly changeable. Um, so, so yeah, I think these heavy, heavier jackets are, are suiting me. In fact, I was wearing it on Sunday wore it going to um, going to the cathedral in Bradford and as I walked in there were a whole load of hay bales I was kind of curious what was going on maybe some animal fair I'm pretty curious as I walked out of the cathedral I could see it was fully set up for soap box races and it was really really cool there's a huge ramp several meters high um, on the old kind of main high street people got their soap boxes uh, their soap box cars Kind of push them down the ramp. There's no pedals, there's no engines, nothing like that. It's just boxes, wheels, man sitting in it steering, and uh, they shot down the ramp along the main high street. A couple of runners behind running along to kind of give it a push, or if it hit the hay bales either side, and a huge number of spectators, then they would help push it along a bit further. Go around a corner. Bradford is a hilly, hilly town. You, you get a good walk out just going anywhere. <laughs> so it then shot down uh, one of the main roads, um, tremendous speed, and then uh, going around a corner to the finish line. Um, so I watched maybe a dozen people, and again, I, was, I had my phone out filming, although 
okay, I like to, I like to do that, then sometimes I just like to consciously put it away, enjoy the moment. But I ended up taking so much footage, I wanted to upload this as a YouTube short, and I've got way too much good footage I don't want to throw away. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to be working on a YouTube video um, in probably two minutes, a whole three minutes long maybe, upload that later on. Not exactly topical, but... Uh, like I say, I'm starting a new job very, very soon. Uh, so I'll see how much free time I actually have for all these projects. Um, like I say, this this uh, soapbox, it wasn't just for fun. It was raising money for charities. All the teams entering, they'd raise money to pay the entry fee. That was going to a, uh, a series of charities. There were people wandering around collecting with charities as well. So as a member of the audience, you know, you could just wander, wander on the street and see it. So there were people wandering up and down uh, collecting, for example, for Yorkshire Air Ambulance. Um, and lots and lots of other kind of great uh, charities. So it was a real good kind of fundraising event, <laughs> a good sporting event, and uh, yeah, people people dressed up all kinds of themes for the different teams. I quite like the B team, so they uh, their box cart was dressed up to be like uh, the A team's kind of big black van, and they were all, all their teams, their supporters were dressed up as different members of the A team. Uh, that was really really cool. One was dressed up. Uh, one of the pilot's drivers was dressed up as a judge and uh, all his supporters were criminals. <laughs> I quite like that. Anyway, loads of good fun there. As I say, I like these, uh, like these events, these local events, and I hope to be going to more and more of them over the next few months, especially as it's summer coming and summer is the time for events. And, of course, people have experienced lockdown. Loads of events were cancelled over the last two years, so there's like a renewed enthusiasm for them, which uh, so it's just good walking down the street. So... Uh, I mentioned my YouTube thing. It's, I know it's very, very irregular, uh, but I just like to throw stuff on there when I can and when it feels, when it feels like I've got something to say. Um, I will certainly have no problem thinking of things to say for my next podcast episode because the alphabet of Britishness is back. I asked just on my Instagram, what does S stand for in the alphabet of Britishness? And I got loads and loads and loads of suggestions. Currently, there's no one thing that's standing out. Everyone seems to have a different S, um, and I really like it when that happens. It uh, makes it for a very I don't know, varied episode, so I'm looking forward to it. Uh, if you do have a suggestion and you haven't messaged me already, it's not too late. Uh, just send me a message. Uh, you can do that on Instagram at Fleming Never Dies, or you can email me at albionneverdies at gmail.com. Um, and of course, I'm active in the Facebook group, Britain People, Places and Pastimes. Um, so look out for something there. Okay, that's all my news. I'm back in Britain. Very, very excited to be starting a new job here. And, um, and yeah, expect my next kind of back in Britain diary entry to be uh, well, all about that. Thank you very much for downloading this episode. Take care. Thank you.